0: Hey, you're listening to the RFWP podcast with your host, Lois McNair and Emily Lewis, where you'll find candid conversations, transparent faith,
1: encouragement, the occasional sarcasm, and a whole lot of grace as they share
0: their walk with Jesus. Here's today's episode.
1: Hey, everybody, and welcome to the RFWP, where we are seeking truth, and finding God's heart. My name is Lois and I am with my co-host Emily and I would normally have her just introduce herself and say her name but it's taken me a while to get her face out of her phone because she keeps <laughs> yeah. looking up jokes and
0: they were too good.
1: I just want to know if there are dad jokes.
0: Absolutely.
1: Oh, no. <laughs>
0: <laughs> can I tell you one? I'm dying to tell you this one.
1: Well, should we back up and reintroduce ourselves? Or are we good to go? Like, hey, you guys, you heard Emily. She's here, too. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah. Now you can this is bed. the
0: yeah. intro. If you didn't know this us, is- hi. Get to know us here. This is us. Uh, <laughs> Did you hear what happened to the man who stole the advent calendar? No. He got 25 days. <laughs> that is so sad. I don't know why, but it's hilarious tonight. I think...
1: I think... Um, <laughs> you've left your advent candles burning too long. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. (laughs) Maybe. What is in those advent candles anyway, Emily? Because you're pretty giddy tonight.
0: (laughs) I think I just caught my second wind and it's just keeping me going because I am exhausted.
1: (laughs) Hey, I just want to say thank you for um, doing the podcast solo last week and letting me um, take care of my mom and for those of you who don't know, my mom's been having cognitive issues the last year or so. And then just in the last few weeks, there was just exponential decline to the to the point where um, we ended up in the hospital with her. And um, anyway, whew, you talking about a, a tough week with an emotional roller coaster. And for those of you who have ever dealt with a parent, um, with memory loss and cognitive, cognitive issues, when it starts to, when it starts to go south, so to speak, um, man, it's a tough road. And so Emily, Mm. I just want to say thank you again for just jumping in and, um, continuing what we love to do and, um, putting out an episode last week without me. So,
0: mm-hmm. absolutely. I think any other time I probably wouldn't have done it without you. But this Advent series, you know, I guess we could have done Joy in January, but it just felt right to keep that series all together. Yeah,
1: Joy in January. We can't do Joy in January. That's okay. when we start our new. Our that's when we start our new fitness podcast. You know, <laughs> so it's new in January.
0: <laughs> <laughs> right.
1: That's when we, we start our Gym Shark podcast.
0: Are you a big New Year's resolution type person or are you a like habits person or what do you do? I,
1: I used to be more of a New Year's resolution person, but with everything that we've walked through the last several years, um, I've gone between just surviving a new year <laughs> versus um, just reflecting being more reflective. So I don't know. I think I think the last couple of years for the entire world, everybody's probably um, everybody's mm-hmm. probably there. a little hesitant <laughs> to be making New year's resolutions. Yeah so, anyway. I remember a few years ago. Oh, it was at the beginning of 2020,
0: and okay. you
1: know, we were, we were, you know, continuing to heal from so many things that had happened in our, in our family, and our kids' lives, and our lives, and changes, and just all kinds of stuff. And I remember doing one of those little um, letter boards, mm-hmm. and it said. Um, Happy uh, twenty twenty, and it said um, no looking back or don't look back or whatever. And then twenty twenty hit the fan.
0: <laughs> i just like, oh, the leeks like, and the onions and the garlic. It's <laughs> like I don't,
1: I don't know about resolutions.
0: Ooh. Yeah. Anyway, mm. <laughs> I like goals.
1: Goals. Yeah.
0: Goals. Yeah. Of more course, than because like a, you're an achiever. Yes.
1: So, yeah.
0: I like I goals, think goals, too. goals also scare me as an I, achiever. As an okay. achiever. <laughs> because Sorry. if I don't meet the goal, then it's like, because it's really easy to tie your your worth up and your all that up in the success of meeting the goal. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. See, and I'm not wired that way. Like if I make a goal and I don't meet it, I'm like really fluid and like, oh, well, you know, I'll try it <laughs> again later.
0: <laughs> oh. Yeah.
1: I know. You, that just made you nauseous just for me to even say that, didn't it?
0: It <laughs> <laughs> I was like, ugh, oh, makes me shudder. Okay. Moving on.
1: Moving on.
0: <laughs> Can we move on?
1: Who? Moving on to Microjoys. Next segment. Yes, this is the segment. Moving on to (laughs) Microjoys. Our first guest tonight is Emily Lewis. Emily, do you have a (laughs) Microjoy?
0: I do. Tonight we got to go drive around and look at Christmas lights. And I just love it. I love that. The lights are so pretty and fun and just give you something to stand in awe and wonder at. And that's my micro joy.
1: Yeah. I love Christmas lights. I, I am one of those people that, you know, begs to leave the Christmas lights up until the end of January.
0: (laughs) Mm -hmm, mm -hmm.
1: And some people like in my neighborhood, they're like, um, they're like new year's Eve they're out they're pulling down their lights, you know, because you can't start the new year with Christmas lights still up.
0: Okay. Yeah. We usually leave ours up quite a while. We do too. Yeah. <laughs> so what's your micro joy? Our next guest is Lois McNair. <laughs> <laughs> um...
1: Gee. Do I have a micro joy this week? I'm sure I do. I'm just kind of brain dead.
0: You have um, to go to the beach today.
1: I didn't go to the beach today.
0: Oh, I thought you went, went the
1: down there today. to clean the condo. I take care of that's okay, not going but
0: Doesn't It doesn't count at all.
1: It, not when you stay inside the concrete walls.
0: <laughs> okay.
1: Yeah. I'm going to be, I guess I'm going to be Eeyore tonight.
0: <laughs> okay. Then I have another question for you. Do okay. you have a hot take?
1: Tonight? Oh, girlfriend. Girlfriend. <laughs> yes. I don't
0: know if that's good or bad. Okay. You do. I've
1: got, I've got a few, but I think the one that I tweeted about it today
0: mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm.
1: over on the bird app. And it's about Beth Moore. You know, she had the, for those of you who may or may not know, um, you know, in the last year or so, um, Beth chose to step away from the Southern Baptist Convention. Mm -hmm. Um, We did a few years ago. And so I I understand you know, anyway, she and her husband started attending just a small church with a sweet congregation and just different than anything she'd experienced, but just, you know, I think probably really being still before the Lord and just focusing on the word and some liturgy from the word and all. So this past Week she had the opportunity to um, be a part of their of their Lord's supper service and and serve you know serve the the elements and read scripture along with others and she has gotten torn up about that and that kind of junk just sets me. On fire, like just sets me on fire. So so I, I tweeted about it today because there was a lady who like put up this meme, um, about Beth and, and you know people calling her a heretic and people saying that, like this woman literally said, like she's, you know that she's evil and that she's just. Just Mm-mm. ridiculous stuff. And I'm so yeah. over it. So, ugh. and I don't even know everything. Like, I haven't even read everything on yeah. Twitter. so
0: it. it totally started even before that. And I feel like it's worse. Because, are you familiar with the term doxing?
1: Yes. But I. it's been a while.
0: So I know it's
1: a rel- relatively new term. And I remember... Reading what it meant at one point and but right right now I can't
0: remember. It's when you search for and publish private or identifying information about a particular individual on the internet, typically with malicious intent. So somebody actually searched out her church and then published pictures of her there. (gasps) And I didn't see the original one, but supposedly it was with the name of church she's going to that's stalking it's very dangerous i mean especially with all the people oh my goodness out to like headhunt on one daughter of god because i mean and they're they're so ignorant about what she was doing because they are, they don't understand the liturgy and they don't understand the Anglican practices. They're diss in honor for reading scripture in church because it was under a you know another name and I don't and serving the Lord's supper. I mean, women serve the Lord's supper at our church, right? We're not Anglican. Ugh, it's just a bunch of garbage. It's it's very bad. I can't believe it. I'm just that's like, a do you take or...
1: any, I'm like, do you not have anything better to do with your time?
0: I know. Get away. Where did this
1: person come from to stalk her out at her church and publicize pictures? I mean, that you're talking about pushing somebody to the point of losing faith in anybody who claims... Christianity, I mean, my goodness.
0: Right. Do we not? (sighs) I mean, it's just when Christians, please leave Christians alone. And honestly, even if Beth was preaching and pastoring, that's still a secondary issue. It's not a gospel issue. If a woman is proclaiming the the scripture, proclaiming the truth, back off.
1: Yeah. I wonder if she needs a couple of extra bodyguards because I'm all in.
0: And that's funny. Kind of. You know what I mean? Because it's legit.
1: True. Exposing true.
0: somebody's, exposing someone's whereabouts. Um. I was just, you know, of course, the bird app is a big rabbit hole sometimes, but um. Are you familiar with Kyle James Howard? He's a, yeah, yeah, he does really good work in, mm -hmm. yeah, as a psychologist. I I don't always
1: agree with everything that Kyle puts out, but I follow him because we have to have, um, I think it's super important for us to have voices that cause us to be aware of things. And I, and I do follow Kyle and I do appreciate what he does, and his family's been through so much, he does understand trauma. Um, so, he so was yeah.
0: saying that he's been doxxed before, and he literally had to stop attending churches for their own safety and for his family's safety and for the safety of the other members. They've moved several because people showed up like in a mob at their house. Like, that. that's how serious this stuff is. Here's the you thing: can destroy though, someone here's the thing here's the difference
1: <laughs> the, the people that are doing these kinds of things are supposedly Christians. They're claiming Christ and they're claiming that what they do is right because of the name of Christ. yeah and I I think you I, I think you can't you can hardly do more damage than than that by claiming the name of Christ and acting in that manner. I mean, not only that but like let's be honest, that's just freaking insane.
0: It's it's so wrong. It's not at all Christ-like. No.
1: So we're going to Oh.
0: Okay.
1: We're just going to yeah. like We're just going to like, these people are going to take the time to do this with somebody who's actually reading scripture, who's observing the Lord's Supper at a really sweet time of the year in this Advent time. And don't even get me started on the fact that we're going to focus on that. And yet we have a political figure that shows up in a first Baptist church and is the guest for the Christmas service. And making it all completely political. I mean, come on. Mm -hmm. You want to weigh the scales on that one? I I know where the where the heavy should be, and it should be on the heavy political whatever thing that took place that
0: should be called out.
1: Yeah. But yeah, we're gonna call out somebody, not we. We would not do that, but we're going to call out somebody who's, um, serving in their church in a humble way. And somebody literally goes in and takes a picture.
0: Mm -hmm. Well, it was from the live stream, I believe it was from the live stream that the photos were snapped.
1: Yeah. But when you do that and you do it with malicious intent.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's still Mm -mm. horrendous.
1: It's awful. So. That's a long, hot take.
0: That was our hot take.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, we're like almost 20 minutes in, and I was just so hot.
0: (laughs) We were going (laughs) to keep this episode short. (laughs) Ha, (laughs) ha, ha.
1: Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. I'm going to have to take a deep breath because going from that hot take during the Advent season to talking about, our fourth theme of Advent. I don't Mm -hmm. know, maybe I should stop and pray so I'm in the right spirit.
0: (laughs) Maybe we should read some scripture. Let's do Uh, that. We've been been reading out of Luke 2 for this series a lot, but today we're going to read over in John 1. And I'm going to start in verse 1. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning. All things were created through him, and apart from him not one thing was created that has been created. In him was life, and that life was the light of men. That light shines in the darkness, and yet the darkness did not overcome it. Praise be. I mean, we are we're recording this on the winter solstice, the sh- shortest day of the year. The darkness oh. did not overcome it. Yeah,
1: the darkness did not overcome the light, mm-hmm. which takes us to our our theme. But in the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God, and because of the incarnation of Jesus coming as a baby, um, it leads us right into tonight's theme. I mean, why in the world, why in the world would it be in God's plan to send one of the Godhead, the three-in-one, to the earth as a baby. Yeah. Why would he do that? And that takes us to tonight's theme of Advent, which is Advent love. He did that because of love. We go back to Genesis one in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Even before Genesis one is recorded even before God created the heavens and the earth. He had a purposeful plan for creation and for love because we were made in the image of God. And one of the characteristics of God is his love. And because we chose to disobey, because we chose something that we thought would fulfill us more than God's love for us, Mm -hmm. because Adam and Eve chose that, and because for thousands of generations since that time, we've been choosing to fill our lives with other things to satisfy this, what people have called a God-sized hole in our heart because God is love and he wants to love us. Um, Mm -hmm. We can look back now of why God sent Jesus to be born so that he could grow up and so that he could die. Like, who does that? (laughs) You know, and I know that the, the ways God's mind is higher than ours. His ways are higher than ours. And we cannot completely comprehend that. But in our own human mind, like who literally is going to send their child to be born, to grow up with the sole purpose of dying so that you and I could be saved.
0: And it's not just God's son. I mean, it's God himself. Yes. And God in the flesh. The, like the incarnation is the fancy theological term for that. Mm -hmm. I love considering that the incarnation wasn't temporary. And that, Mm. that is, it blows my mind. That was God coming into the, you know, down in flesh, but choosing to remain so. And Jesus is still sitting at the right hand of. The Father, He didn't go. I don't know. It's 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 permanent. He's incarnate. He's been made man, even though He's still one hundred percent God. He's Mm -hmm. also still man and acquainted with us. And He is that intercessor who said, "Who understands us?"
1: Yeah, yeah. You know, we've already referenced a couple of verses, but. If we literally took the time to read every verse in Scripture that contains the word "love," God's love for us, or um, infers love, um, it would it would take hours to do that. And so, for us to look at love as an Advent theme, there are so many directions we could go with it. And there's so many things, but as we've already talked about the incarnation, as we've already talked about um, that God loved us so much that he sent his son because, you know, we, we made choices that put us against God. And so his love for us, what we what we celebrate in Advent, is mm-hmm. his love for us from John 3 16, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Talk right. about God's love was so powerful for the world, for everyone in the world. But then we also have to look at Jesus as one of the Godhead love for us. And it was Christ's love for us that he, his entire life knew what he had come to do. You know, we talked about before, like how insane it, it was to just like, The whole plan is to redeem. And so I know I'm coming to earth. I'm God. I'm going to put on flesh and I'm, I'm going to live to die.
0: Yeah. And what seems really odd to me, like hearing you talk about just the basic, it's not basic. It's so mysterious and wonderful and amazing, but we've let it grow basic because I guess I can say it's foundational, the foundational truth that God came, that God died, that God chose to be born to parents of lowly um, welfare. Mm-hmm. But thinking about the term, the word love as a theme of Advent actually seemed kind of strange to me. It's not weird. Mm-hmm. Because I think hope and joy and peace kind of fit together in that. But I didn't really think about love in that way. And I Mm think it's just good for us to sit with a different embodiment of something that we think we know, even if it's Mm -hmm. love, because love is so mysterious and big and vast and we can't fully grasp that kind of unconditional love. But like you said, God coming down to earth is that love demonstrated. Is that love in action. And that's better than any definition we could give it or any kind of concept we could try to use to describe it. He's right. actually like stepping into time throughout all of his life too, not just his birth and how he chose to come. is such a demonstration of love and what mattered to him. Yeah. And it was, and I may have already
1: said this, but, you know, it blows my mind. It was his love for us that after he came, he's 100% God, but he's also 100% man with all of the human emotions, with all of the the questions mm-hmm. without right. sin. But in that, his love for us was so strong it kept him on the cross. Like mm-hmm. yeah, I remember yeah. that old song, he could have called ten thousand angels.
0: Mm-hmm. Right. To
1: come and set him free. But it was his love for us that that kept him on the cross. Right. To to fulfill the prophecy to to die and then to be buried and to raise again. And his love for us is for all eternity. Like you mentioned, unconditional, the agape love. That's what true Advent love is. It's an agape love. And, you know, um, there's a a song from a group, um, an older group, that uh, my kids introduced me to when they were young teenagers. And I just fell in love with this group. And some people may think, Lois, you are crazy. But the group's called Reliant (laughs) K. Reliant K. And um, Reliant K, they wrote some funny songs and just crazy songs. But they wrote some incredibly thought-provoking songs. And this is one of those. And with this Christmas wish is missed the point I could convey. If only I could find the words to say, to let you know how much you've touched my life. Because here is where you're finding me in the exact same place as New Year's Eve. And from a lack of my persistency, we're left less than half as close as I want to be. So in this first paragraph, in this first stanza mm-hmm. of lyrics talking about like, here I am. It's another New Year's Eve. I had these goals. You know, you were talking about goals earlier and all these things. Right. And, and now a year later, I'm here at New Year's Eve. And it says, from a lack of my persistency, I'm still not as close to you, Lord, as I, as I want to be. Mm-hmm. And then he's and here's the chorus and the first time that you opened your eyes did you realize that you would be my savior and the first breath that left your lips did you know that it would change this world forever and he goes on and the lyrics are just beautiful and here's the here's another phrase to look back and think that this baby would one day save me in the hope that what you did, that you were born so I might live, to look back and think that this baby would one day save me. And the song ends with this last three-line paragraph. Okay. It just blows my mind, which to me brings it all back of what Advent love really is and mm. the love of Christ for us that sustained mm-hmm. him on the earth. And, and it says, and I... I celebrate the day that you were born to die so I could one day pray for you to save my life. Mm. So that's like the beginning and the epitome of love, you know, celebrating the day that Jesus was born to die so one day we could ask him to come into our lives and be redeemed by him. You know, that's to me. That's ad, Advent love, the redemption, the redeeming that that the Godhead three in one did for us, and each of them have have currently a part of that for us. You know, you've got the verse that uh, in Romans, God loved us, and that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. You've got Galatians five, the first fruit of the Spirit is love. You've got 1 Corinthians 13, which is known as the love chapter. Right. I could speak. I can do this. I can be eloquent, all of these things. But if I don't have love, I am just a clanging cymbal. It's just a harsh sound. It's just noise. And so when we think about all of the aspects of Advent love, when the angel came to Mary and told her that she was going to have the Christ child, Mary had not slept with Joseph. She was a virgin that had not had any sexual relations. And she goes to him and says, I'm pregnant. Right. And Joseph struggled. And the angel came to Joseph and says, she's not lying. This is what's going on. So um, mm-hmm. one of the authors that I read today about this mentioned these four things and there's several sermons about it and I just loved it. So there's too many, um, too many sermons and articles to cite every one of them. So this is a general consensus of what a lot right. of people think about in this idea of love. Joseph loved Mary. He stayed with her. He believed mm-hmm. her. He believed the angel. To believe the messenger from God, he loved Mary. Mary loved Jesus. God loved us and sent his son. Jesus loved us enough to stay on the cross. And then he compels us to love him and to love our neighbors.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: That yeah. encompasses everything to me about mm-hmm. Advent.
0: Oh, and it's fun to think through the different characters there. But thinking about it, even Elizabeth, too, how she loved on Mary. And mm-hmm. Mary even stayed with her cousin. Um, been listening to the uh, the Slow Way podcast. 10 out of 10 recommend. It's a, mm-hmm. a slower podcast and with original poems written by or written and read by Micah, the post of it. And she just brings up some beautiful things to consider and think about. And this was one of them, the friendship between Elizabeth and Mary, but there's, there was so much love shown between those Mm -hmm. characters. Right.
1: And if you think about it, like if we want to, um, you know, because I love, I love literature. I love everything about, um, scripts and getting into the characters I just love to just completely analyze a character so if we're going to talk about all these people loving these people mm-hmm. even when he came to visit Elizabeth John leaped in her womb because his cousin is like this he like knew you know mm-hmm. God, God made it obvious that the baby leaped in his womb. So there was that, that love. Um, Right.
0: So how can we not
1: show love at this, at this time of year and at all times we're, we're Mm -hmm. commanded to love, love the Lord, your God, Deuteronomy. And it's throughout scripture, love the Lord, your God, with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, with all your strength, um, and love your neighbor as yourself.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so God is constantly demonstrating that love towards us, but the practice is being aware of it. Mm
1: -hmm. I think
0: even the disconnect in my mind where I was like, a love is a theme of Advent. Like, Oh, I was, I was disconnected from it. And so I have some reflection questions that you can use, especially nice at the end of this the year to look back and see where you've um, experienced that presence, mm-hmm. because he is ever present with us, just being like, what has made us aware of it. So I'm going to read Psalm 143, verse 8, it says, let me experience Experience your faithful love in the morning, for I trust in you. Reveal to me the way I should go because I appeal to you. And so the questions for this week, the first one is, when was a time this past year that you were unloving? And when was a time this past year or you can use these to reflect on your week, too, rather than the whole year.
1: That first question is so heavy. I'm not sure I want you to keep going. <laughs> like Honestly, when was a time that, that we were unloving?
0: Mm-hmm. I, I heard my friend read that, you know, for the reflection that he's leading um, for a group. And I just, I don't know we talk about when was i okay what area do i need to forgive or yada 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 but when do we actually sit with that question i don't know if i've ever asked myself that question that's
1: a heavy one hmm
0: okay but honestly so,
1: you're right like if we're loving okay. well if we're loving well if we're reflecting on that and showing love it takes care of it ticks a it it ticks a lot of the other boxes, you know, like it checks and like it it takes care of being able to walk mm-hmm. through forgiveness. It takes care of all of these other things. Mm-hmm. Love is first. Okay, I'm gonna stop talking and right. let you finish the rest of the
0: reflection. Mm. Yeah. But if we're not even aware, it goes back to that awareness. Mm-hmm. If we're not even aware of where we're being unloving, how do we right. know what to step into love more? Okay, next question. When was a time this past year or week that you received love? And then the last one, how is a way you plan to show love to someone this week? I think Advent's kind of an easy week, to, or like Christmas time is an easy week to think through that, but... Um, an act of kindness or um, some way that you can demonstrate love to someone else. Because... You know, Emily, that goes
1: right back to what you said earlier about love in action. So mm-hmm. these, yeah. these questions, you know, it's like, okay, let's confess when we've been unloving. Let's focus on receiving love, learning to receive love, the love of God, because a lot of people don't feel loved by God. And that's a whole nother conversation, but it's still love in action. Like we're actively, actively allowing ourselves to receive love from God and from others. And then the third thing that you mentioned, like, what is a way that you could show love to somebody else? Mm -hmm. So, so these reflection questions are taking us full circle.
0: It's the gospel. It's the yeah. it's in three questions, it encapsulates the gospel. Where we fall short, where we receive, and then where we demonstrate that love back out. Because, because of the great love that has been given to us, even though we are undeserving.
1: Because love came to earth and put on flesh.
0: Mm-hmm. Wow. I'm going to go sit with those questions. How about you?
1: I'm going to think about sitting with those questions. <laughs> no, I'm going to sit with them, but man, that's, that's, oh, that's so good. That's so good.
0: Well, y'all, we are so thankful for you as we wrap up the year 2021, which is crazy to me. I just, it's, I can't wrap my head around 2022 being literally right around the corner. Uh, but we are thankful for you. The podcast has been going for about 10 months now, and we are so grateful for you listening and sharing this with your friends. And so, so thankful for our patrons on Patreon supporting the show so that we can continue to transcribe each episode and keep the merch store going and all the backend things. All the things. Yeah. And if you, if you know of anybody that,
1: um, would be encouraged um by listening please you know put it out there um do a review or or just recommend it to your friends because um that's mm-hmm. our heart to just reach as many people as possible
0: yeah sharing is caring so <laughs>
1: that's true
0: <laughs> as we are Celebrating Christmas and New Year's, we want to extend a wish for a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year, and we will see you all in January.
1: We'll see you next year. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Here we go. So yes, Merry Christmas and Happy New Year. I just pray that you guys have a blessed time, a blessed holiday with friends and with your family.
0: Merry Christmas, Emily. Merry Christmas, Lois.
1: Thanks for listening to this week's episode. As always, you can reach out to Lois and Emily at hello at sisterseeker.com. And if you enjoyed today's episode, it would mean the world to us if you would consider supporting the RFWP. You can go to patreon.com
0: slash sisterseeker. Another way to show your support is by leaving us a review. This helps get this cause and this message to more women
1: like you. We'll see you next week. Thanks for being here, friend.